Hello all and welcome to to Up Top. It's uh, game day 37 review and a part of a preview. Um, well, today I'm still up front, but um, got a new strike partner in uh, a normal face of Alex Osborne and playing in the number 10 role today, Stephen Cotton. Bit bumbly to be playing a number 10, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're a big guy, you can just hold it up Kai and Havis. then just feed it on. Yeah. Got Kai, Havis. Kai Havis is tall, isn't he? And he likes playing in behind yeah, the side. Yeah. I'm sure everything will be fine. I'm sure everything yeah. will be fine. Did you know that if you put to the top into Google, our name comes up first? Does it really? Yeah, imagine that. Wow. How legend is that? What I might do for the way from where you're sitting, Alex, I'm just gonna move um I'm gonna I'm gonna move Cotton into that number ten roll. Oh you actually you actually yeah, gonna put because, it Yeah. Um, into 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 the shadow striker role, that's what I'm gonna do. Right, so things have changed a lot in the last twenty four hours in terms of who's going down, who's getting what, and things have like started to hot up quite a bit. And it's made it very, very interesting with the result that no one expected yesterday. Watford nil, Man City four. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I just yeah. knew you were going to do that. Yeah. Mr. Predictable, then I. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Man City. They 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 absolutely slapped them in their last in their two games this season in the league. It's twelve nil, and. Imagine if Watford were going to go ahead and lose both of those games, but just tighten it up a little bit. They'll probably be sitting in West Ham's position right now in terms of the goal difference situation. Um, how much of that game did did you did you catch Cotton, and what what did you what did you think of it? And well, yeah, well, there's, more, no, there's more to talk about Watford in a sec, but yeah, what were yeah, your thoughts? No, on? I watched it all. Um, do you know? It, it... First, first 10, 15 minutes, Watford didn't look too bad. It did look like they were going to bed in and just and just see if they can ride the wave. But City, when they're in that mood, it doesn't matter how many you, you park the bus with, that they, they will find the way through. And uh, they did with Sterling's absolutely beautiful... Was it half volley? Yeah, it was, it was sexy, weren't it? It sort of like dug it out. Yeah. like it, it was one of those, it almost bounced out the back of the net sort of thing. But... Um, mm. Watford are in some serious, serious, serious trouble. Some serious trouble now. Um, I can't see. I can't see him. I can't see him surviving. I can't see him any scenario now which they get out of this. What, you, what about you, Alex? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think it deserves Watford, right? Basically, sacking their manager two games ago because I th feel like. Despite some of the rumours that me and you have heard, and I was telling Cotton about yesterday as well, forgetting that, if they thought, oh, we're safe because um, we've got two games to go and we can't see Villa winning their last two games, we're going to just go and sack a manager um, because for whatever reason. Well, the rumour the rumor of that, the, the rumour that's circulating around now is the fact that Nigel Pearson got sacked because he was due a giant bonus if he kept Watford in the Premier League. Yes, but, and, uh, okay. I just, just specify that is obviously rumour. It's not. Yeah, Scott, uh, Scott was reporting this morning that even he he will still get it's a million pound. He will still get his million if Watford stay up. So that can't be the reason. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, I think Watford just they, they, they thought they thought they could they they had the they thought they had it sewn up. 
So they were like, right, we just want to get a new manager in because Watford like sacking managers. The board like sacking managers, stupidly. Uh, and it's going to backfire on them. And I think that's quite sweet football justice, to be fair. One crazy stat I heard yesterday during the game as well. Nigel Pearson is the only one of the four managers Watford have had this season to win a home game in the league. So the other three didn't win one. Apparently, well, I, I'm only going by what I heard yesterday on Sky, and that's that's what they said. Ridiculous. Well, Watford need to better the result of Aston Villa now, because it's in it's back in Aston Villa's hands to stay up in the Premier League. And Aston Villa, they picked up a one nil win yesterday over the Arsenal. Now this is classic Arsenal, isn't it? Beat Liverpool, beat City, lose to Villa. Oh. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It is classic Arsenal. Or certainly, the last the Arsenal of the last what ten years or so. I mean, I could kind of see this coming, especially as they've obviously they put a lot of effort into those last two games, and they um, had to sort of rotate the squad because you know it's only been what a couple of days since their last last um, last fixture. And I, I did see that the uh, biggest gap that Arsenal have had between fixtures since the restart has been five days. They've been playing every three days. So it's been quite tough on a squad which has picked up a lot of injuries. It's still trying to find its way. And I, <laughs> I feel like this is all the excuses coming out. It but, is because uh, I, I, felt, I find that the results have been better for Arsenal when they've had only three or four days. The longer the period, the worse the result has, has been. So... Uh, I, 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 I just, I feel like, you know, they didn't really have anything to play for. You know, they, they've got the... Of course, they have league positions. The more, you, you get more money the higher up you finish in the league. But Villa had more to play for than Arsenal. And that is a big thing. Big, it's a level playing field. But the problem is, as we saw last night on the game, Arsenal just don't have any creativity in the middle of the park to link the, to link the attacks together. And... You could say, oh, well, there's a perfect player right there and uh, not being picked in Mesut Ozil. But when was the last time Mesut Ozil actually did that job for, for Arsenal to a satisfactory level? So that's, I think, the main area they need to address in, in the summer or in the transfer window. And Villa, they were defensively sound for a change, which was uh, one of their issues they've had for the majority of the season. Mm. Um, well, do you, uh, well, how, how, how does this play out now, Cotton? Well, I, I, going back to what Alex said, I completely agree. I think if you if you look at the Arsenal squad depth, you can you're running on empty at the minute. You've, you've had two massive games in the space of a week. It, it was on the cards, wasn't it? But I, I think your major problem is, and I said this to you last night when we were watching the game. There's there's no plan B. Lacazette, Aubameyang, to a degree, Saka. You, you, your front players, your winger, your wingers and strikers are all very Similar players. Um, what did I say to you last night? Who's the one man you could have done with last night with 20 minutes to go? 20, oh, King, Oliver, to go. King, King, King Olivier Giroud, the first. Some, some, some crosses into the box, just something different to try and break it down because you were trying to pass your way in as Arsenal do. And when that's not working for 60, 70 minutes against a team that are completely, like Alex said, they were defensively sound, they bedded in. It, it's not working. You need, you need a different approach and there wasn't one. I don't P think... Oh, God. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, people are actually slating the, the tactics that Aston Villa um, deployed, but that's exactly what Arsenal have done for their last two games. So. <laughs> Aston Villa needs to stay up. Um, 
the one thing, well, not the one thing. Another thing is, uh, I think Arsenal's quality on the ball. I don't talk about creativity, but there was times when when players were in crossing positions and the crosses were poor, or the final decision making was poor because they took a few touches before getting the cross in the box. It was just very tired and laboured. I yeah. think Arsenal. I think I think at the end of the day now. I mean, he's talking about league positions. This is going to sound horrible because it sounds like we're we're spoiled rich clubs. A couple of mil either way where you where you finish doesn't really matter to to Arsenal. I think see see the season out right. If the next last game of the season, stick the kids out or, or whatever. Concentrate on your final because you, winning the FA Cup might be well. It looks like the only way you're going to get into a European. It conference. can be yeah. It can't go yeah. any other way. So uh, you've got to give everyone a rest. Play the final game of the season. Bed, bed some youngsters, give someone a debut uh, and just roll on next season. I think I think a lot of us now, it's been a very long season. I think quite a few teams have just want, want to fall over the lines, get it done and, and get, get some get some transfers in or even with certain managers, get some more time with your squad so you've got somebody to figure out who you, who's best in what place. And uh, it's, not, it's not all doom and doom for Arsenal. It hasn't been a great season, but I don't think many clubs can look around and say they've had a great season. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Absolutely. I think, I think Cotton's nailed it perfectly there. And um, I, uh, that lad who was running past you, Gav, must have uh, heard him talking. Must, must have heard. Must have heard. Yeah. Must have agreed. Um, big games tonight. Uh, Manchester United versus West Ham in particular. That is a, a giant game for both ends. If Man United somehow put a bit of a slap in against West Ham, which is not against the realms. We're not United putting five against Bournemouth only a couple of weeks ago. If it if it is a bit of a slap, it could invite West Ham back into a, a dangerous situation because then what um, West Ham versus Villa on the last day, you know that that you just say if that ends up saying like a, a three nil Villa, which is also not against the realms of possibilities. West Ham could be in a in a spot of bother as well down there. That game's tonight at 6pm, which is uh, on Sky Sports. And oh, United need to win that game. I can see, this is, I reckon this can be a struggle. We we do, we do not play well against West Ham. Um, I don't know what it is, but I, I could see this being a draw. I could see this being a really sloppy draw. Um, Alex? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I completely understand where uh, Cotton's coming from. Uh, you know, you always... Teams always seem to have bogey teams, don't they? West Ham do appear to be one of United's bogey teams. Uh, they've got history of doing it to United previously. I, I, I've, I've got a little bit more confidence in Man United. I think that they'll, they'll go back to the team that they've been playing in the Premier League. Uh, I haven't changed it from the weekend, so Pogba will come back in. Um, I don't, I'm not sure who else. It was kind of rested from that that game, but I know no, Martial didn't start. Martial didn't start. start. That's it. Yeah, didn't Lindelof wasn't it? I think Lindelof will come back in. So these players will come back in and give that team just a freshen up that they did from the weekend. They will want to bounce back from that game. I think I could see United winning this one two two nil two one. I think uh, I think that's where I'm going to go with that one. I feel that if West Ham ship an early goal, then this could be a drubbing. I'm thinking I'm going as high as four. I'm going 4 0 Man United. Wish I shared that confidence. <laughs> it's easy when it's not your team, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Liverpool are going to be receiving the Premier League trophy tonight at Anfield against Chelsea. 
Remember when Liverpool and Chelsea were just playing against each other all the time? Remember yeah. when they had like the second phase of the Champions League and stuff back in the day? Oh, the, ghost, the, ghost, the Lewis Garcia ghost goal. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex yeah. free kick. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's um, there's there's been a few iconic moments between these two sides, and they are two powerhouses of, of Premier League football. But this has got nil nil written all over it. You reckon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Liverpool put their strong side out. Chelsea are the so most indifferent team in the history of mankind. I can't see. Well, I can't see anything yeah, happening. Ever, again, the dynamic in this game is very similar to some of the games we've had recently, where one team has actually got something to play for, and the other team haven't. So Liverpool, they can no longer get the world. They can no longer get the record points. Okay. Uh, they can no longer get, obviously, they, I don't think they've got any other record. I suppose the only record that they could have is obviously winning or, or staying undefeated at home for the whole season. Stay, staying undefeated but, at home, yeah, but then... But Chelsea's, Chelsea's desire to get in the Champions League and need to qualify for the Champions League trumps that, you know, mm. and the, Chelsea are on a bit of good form at the moment. They've won at the weekend, OK, they, they, they played well against Manchester United, albeit Manchester United side that they only had a couple of days rest, had rotated a few players... But Chelsea probably still deserved the win, um, regardless. Uh, there's news obviously coming out that they're looking; they're pretty close to signing Kai Havertz as well. So they're, they're, Chelsea are riding a bit of a high at the moment, aren't they? So the only thing is, we we all know, all three of us know that Chelsea are quite shaky at the back, and Liverpool at home are still Liverpool at home, aren't they? I mean, they haven't yeah, lost they're there. Dangerous. Yeah. They, they haven't lost there for a long time, have they? Like two years, isn't it? Three years, nearly. I know. I know Liverpool haven't got a lot to play for, sort of thing. But if you look, if you look at their form just before lockdown, obviously they lost to Watford. They got beat by Atletico. Then straight after lockdown, they haven't been particularly great. Um, yep. I think they've lost a few games. They've drawn. They drew against Burnley. Then lost to mm. Arsenal. I think. Klopp was saying to his players, "Look, come on! You, you, you've been you've been the best team in Europe all season. We're lifting the trophy tonight. Do not mess this up. Like, go up there, put a performance on, show show why you're Premier League champions, and put this Chelsea team to the sword because they, they don't want to be. It's not. I wouldn't say embarrassing because obviously they've won the league, but they've, they've spent over a million pounds on a display after the game tonight." You don't want to get beat three 0 by Chelsea and then have your fireworks going off and your pirate and, and your laser show lifting the title. Yes, yeah, it, it has a weird feel to it, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, think Liverpool have got to put it on tonight. Uh, and and here's the other thing as well: Liverpool have had a full week between matches because they didn't play yeah. at the weekend. They only played last Wednesday, mm. and as Colin alluded to, they lost to Arsenal. So they're, they're going to want to rectify that especially Allison and Van Dijk I mean they catastrophic errors which pretty much gifted Arsenal the win there they're, they're going to want to bounce back I just feel like maybe Chelsea's motivation is probably they have a stronger motivation in this match um, which could level it out a bit indeed I, 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 I yeah I think Liverpool will win this one to be honest with you yeah, yeah I, don't, still I think there's going to be goals scored I don't know if it's going to be nil-nil yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still sticking to my one. Right then, guys, it's time for this. What's our Everton? What are 
Everton. Mm. <sighs> Indeed. Well, it, well, they pulling out a result. If you'd have listened to my advice, and I've yeah. said they're putting yeah. one or 2-0, so I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, uh, you got a nice little winning of a free bet as well, didn't you, from this? Yeah, I did, well, I did, I did say, when we did the score predictions, I said Newcastle draw, I said a boring draw, I said this 1-2-0, or two nil, uh, I have Wolves, uh, and then Juventus, Porto, and someone else, but yeah. But yeah, it was Everton, I mean, again... They didn't even look that great in this game when they won. I, I just don't know where you even begin. And obviously, I, I, I posted the graphic on the um, on the two up top wall of Everton spending in their last four or five managers. It's obscene. Talking about spending, didn't haven't I'm pretty certain I heard on the radio that they're going to sign Hoiberg. Mm-hmm. But mm. that, that, yeah, but that's a more sensible. It's going to be about twenty million, isn't it? He's Premier League proven. That's that's a half decent signing. I've got no problem with that. That, that and it's only twenty four, I think, as well, Hoybjerg. Yeah, that makes. So sense. you've got years in him as well before he makes replace, a move to someone else. Yeah, they've got to replace <laughs> Schneiderlin, haven't they? So. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, that was Sheffield United's opportunity, really, wasn't it? To try and do something in terms of cementing a, a European spot. Now it's just like been thrown throwing completely out there and now even if they don't get into Europe this year it'll be a shame it'll be still a wonderful season but I think that would just be the perfect way of capping off such a great first year I, I just think that they've run out of steam haven't they they, they were one of those teams that were, they were riding high on momentum and riding high on the on the fans and stuff and straight after lockdown it's completely cut their legs off they look tired they look like they haven't got that extra thing driving them on and unfortunately for them I think that they're just going to miss out I'm looking, to be fair, I'm looking at, their, at the table now. There's not many teams, as far down as you go, so Sheffield United are in eighth, the only team that scored less goals than them in the, you get to 13 and Newcastle have scored 37 goals. I mean, mm. Sheffield United have only scored 38 goals this season. They've conceded 36, so it shows you they're grinding out one nils. And, 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 but that's... Yeah, they're fourth in terms of goals conceded, but I think they're fourteenth yeah. in terms of goals scored. Yeah, so they're... they need to start working out how to put the ball in the back of the net. But yeah. Bernie isn't someone that you can rely on. No, Goldrick isn't someone you can rely on. Billy Sharp isn't someone you can rely on. You know, so but they've, 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 they've scored one more goal this season than Bournemouth. Uh, they've only scored four more goals than Watford. They've scored less than Villa, less than West Ham. One, one more than Brighton. So you, you see where the problem lays with them. And, and like you said, um, McGoldrick scored his first ever Premier League goal. Season's finished, mate. We're done. We've packed up. We're, we're gone. Like, it's, it's too bad. <laughs> so for them next season, they need to, if they want to have another push, they need, they need a Premier League proven striker. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, Leeds. Alex, are, oh. Leeds, oh, sorry, Leeds are coming up, and, and apparently Leeds are looking at Cavani. Now, Jesus. Sheffield United wouldn't do themselves a disservice to look at someone of that ill kind of free. So. I, don't, I don't think Sheffield United are in the same bag as Leeds, but who do they no, go on by, Alex? Um, I, I, honestly, uh, I, I you, you could think, well, maybe they could look at potentially buying someone, say, say someone from Bournemouth, for example. I was just about to say Callum Wilson. Yeah, Josh King. 
someone like that who has scored goals in the Premier League. We know that Chris Wilder did get a bit. It was looking like he got a bit of a tune out of Lise Mousset earlier this season. That I don't know. He, I don't know if he's been playing recently. I don't recall him being in the Sheffield United no, side. Really. Wasn't he? But, uh, he didn't play yesterday because. I don't know if I remember it correctly, but they said something that they've been they've been a bust up. That's why he wasn't even on the sub bench, I believe. Could be wrong. Mm. So much drama it. in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I, I, could, I could be wrong, but it would. It, it, or the other thing that they could do is they could look at um, players who kind of like you know, like Southampton did with Danny Ings, right? A player who's played for a top club and is either it's been injured a bit. Or he's not getting the game time that he think uh, he wants. But he's still Giroud. a Premier League player. Um, potentially Oliver Giroud. I don't know. Would Oliver Giroud go to Sheffield United? But that kind of player, you know, so that they have got experience in the Premier League, want to start games, right? And with Sheffield United, they'll go to Sheffield United. They'll be their main man, and they can do it. The one thing I will also say about Sheffield United, they have to be careful for next season because, as as Cotton's alluded to, they their score lines are very close, aren't they? This is they they yeah. it's either a one nil win, one one draw, nil nil, one nil loses. It only takes four or five games. <laughs> Why not? It could do. It only takes four or Big five games on. where they've got those one nil wins and those one one draws, and they go to loss. Because those games are so tight, um, and they're going to be struggling next season, uh, Sheffield yeah. United, if they're not careful. Because well, it, 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 it's such a, they play football really tightly, and when you play football really tightly, it doesn't take a lot for it to go against you rather than for you. If mm. they'd have invested, if they'd have invested in a half decent striker, it would have paid dividends because they probably would have got Europe, which means more money, more sponsorship. So it, they could have done with that. Uh, quickly on the least move set thing. Um, yeah. Wilder was asked about it, and he said, "I don't want to comment on that situation." Thank you. Ah, so that's you that's drama. That's drama. Yeah, fun, yeah. So, uh, uh, so about, um, oh, just oh, one on. more point as well about Europe. Maybe, uh, as Colin says, it would have been good for them, obviously, getting the sponsorship and and all of that that goes with playing in Europe and the prestige. I will say this though: there has been other sides previously that have been promoted to the Premier League, got into Europe. And then when they played Europe the next season, it actually affected their league form. They've gone down. The main one that I'm thinking of is Ipswich. When Ipswich yes. came up, didn't they finish fourth or fifth that season? They, they, fin they finished fifth and they, they just missed out in the last couple of weeks of finishing in the, in the Champions, Champions League. League spots when yeah. they got Pablo Cunhago and uh, who else? Alex Mathy, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the wasn't that the Titus Bramble? Titus Bramble, Bramble yeah. That's the Bramble, Bramble that... Um, that that got him the name and initially yeah. got moved to Newcastle. But they got relegated the next season, didn't they? They were in Europe. I don't know how well they did in Europe. I don't think they got too far, but they just capitulated in the league. And with a small squad like Sheffield United, might the added, without the added games, I think that's going to help them as well for next season. Just to, I think they should try to establish themselves in the Premier League before pushing on. Yeah, um, yeah, that Giroud kind of signed him there from, uh, from Stephen Deakins, who was joining us. Uh, he joined us with the watch along at the weekend. Uh, thank you very much for your comments and thanks for watching the show. Um, yeah, that's the type of person, someone who he would be able to go there and start week in, week out, and they've got the money in now. It just depends whether Giroud can see himself being there or not, more than anything else. Um, 
Let's talk about a game that doesn't really need talking about because we get that out of the way. Um, it's uh, Bournemouth nil, Newcastle nil. The only benefit of this scoreline was the fact that it sorted out Cotton's pocket. There yeah. was a couple of penalty decisions in there, though, which I felt that should have been given. The Mopai, the challenge on Mopai, and it didn't even go to VAR. And um, I think it was Matt Ritchie who tangled with him, fell over onto his leg. So it's a foul, but it didn't even get looked at, and I was, that that surprised me somewhat. And then well, there was well, a challenge by Tyrone Lamberty. Well, I'm looking at that going, that's a pen. But Mopod gets up and runs along because he's got up and run along. It doesn't mean that. Yeah, but that was it's the same not a foul. With, same with the um, Sterling Will Hughes penalty. Because everyone's saying, well, is it a penalty? You look at Will Hughes's reaction. He's not complaining. He knows he's got a big chunk of the man. It's that. That's what it is. I forgot to mention about that game. How sick was that penalty save from oh, yeah, Be- uh, from Ben Foster? It's yeah. literally it's one of those where if the keeper if it goes the other way, that ball's going to the top corner. It sort of like got there just in time. Big strong arm, right, and right. unfortunately it landed back in the path of Sterling. Talking of things that we've also didn't mention meant meant say, can we just give a big shout out? Jack Grealish was immense last night. Best player on the park uh, from either side. He was absolutely everywhere, and I think he showed his kind of worth as a as a player. Uh, in shop the window, mate. Yeah, shop window. Villa will be happy if he can keep him in the league. Also asked after the game uh, if it was his last game at Villa Park, he said he doesn't know and he doesn't want to speculate. So that means yes. As yeah, far exactly. As yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, we spoke about Villa, so we're staying in the West Midlands there. Um, and it's the final game that we're going to be looking at. So there you go. It's always like it works out just like how it's meant to be sometimes, doesn't it? Uh, Wolves 2, Crystal Palace nil. This game weren't great for me either. Uh, like, uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of the look, apart from one moment of genius, Stephen Cotton. Oh, Jean Moutinho's little pass. Oh, wow. Oof. Wow. <laughs> what I, the thing is, it's, it's a great <laughs> pass anyway. And then you look at it from the other angle and he's actually like hit it and dug his foot back out. Oh, oh it's that, that is, that is a skill. It really is. It's like, I'll tell you what it was like. You know, like if you're playing playing pool or snooker and you just want to get a decent ball with, like well, you want to strike a ball with a decent amount of screw back and you aim right towards the bottom of the cue ball and literally like dig it and pull your cue back. Yeah. That's exactly what he did with his leg. And it's just landed perfectly into the path of Doherty. Doherty's done a, like a half-volleyed first-time whip across the box and then Podence is there for his first goal in a wool shirt in the Premier League. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant goal. And then uh, and then and Johnny. I don't know why I put Otto there. Why did I put Otto? It's Johnny, isn't it? Um, it was Johnny, Johnny, Otto, Johnny Otto. But, yeah, that's um, yeah, it's poor form from Gavmack. Um, so, yeah, that's... Um, so, yeah, that was that. And Wolves are, are looking kind of tidy. They've got Chelsea on the last day of the season. So, it all depends on what happens tonight at, at Anfield to see... Well, and, and at Old Trafford, really, to see what's going yeah. on in the last day of the season. It's very exciting up there. It's very tight. It would be hilarious if if uh, if Chelsea did miss out. But, uh, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see how, how that do goes. Know, do you want to know a very weird scenario for the top four, especially involving United? United could get two points out of the next two games and get Champions League football, but could get three points out of the last two games and, and miss, miss out. out. 
Banter. Because obviously we played less the last game of the season. But I read that when I woke up this morning and I was just scrolling through Twitter and it hurt my head. I was like, what? What? <laughs> no. And then obviously figured it out, but very weird. There you go. Um, we're back on tomorrow with our, uh, with a brief little chat about what's happened tonight. Uh, so it shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be too taxing on your lunchtime breaks. And also, we're back at 5pm for the top fives. We're doing our top five favourite kits of all time. We've done our top five worst, and now we're doing our top five best slash favourite. And uh, there's there's a couple in there which I'm, I'm sure... Uh, will be on a number of people's lists, but um, but definitely for me, it's um, iconic and beautiful. But for myself, I'm Gav Mack, oh, Alex Osborne and Stephen Cotton. You can see our faces if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you do. Two, Make sure you at do. Two Up Top Football. 70% of our viewers are not subscribed. So keep viewing it. Happy days. Appreciate it. But please, please subscribe to it. If you could, that would be wonderful. And also, did you know if you put two up top into Google, our name comes up first? Ta da!